I supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about testing. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about testing. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about testing. I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. But we're talking about testing, man. What are we talking about? <laughs> Today, I was getting some Tracky Field Network stuff printed out, right? The guy who was printing was African. So he was like, what's this TFN stuff? And I was just explaining what it is. And, and then I was like, where are you from? He's like, I'm from Nigeria. I was like, yeah? Do you know who Toby Amasad is? He's like, of course I know who Toby Amasad is. She's been doing amazing. She's breaking world records. This guy had some pride about him. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he got the news of what happened yet. I didn't tell him because I didn't want to tell him. But this type of shit is going to deflate a lot of Nigerians who have pride in what's going on with her. These infractions where we don't have any information are disrupting not only these athletes' lives, but the lives of like fans in the country. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like The effectiveness yeah. is so much bigger than just, oh, well, you... You weren't at home when you weren't supposed to, so we, we got to give you an infraction. Like these people, are, I heard she had a test like a day or two days before. I like the fact that she got on the front of the news, you know what I mean? Before it broke and then a narrative was created where she had to be able to counter the narrative that was put out there. I like the fact that she put it out there on her own and now she controls that narrative. Now she can be able to explain to us exactly how she feels and, and what her side of the story is. So. I hope everything works out for her, man. You know, because going from breaking the world record one year into dealing with this situation right now, I tell you, man, they out there. The third party, that third party's out there to get these and shout out a lot of these athletes' dreams. Our guest host is available now. We're going to have him join us. Aaron Brown. Downtown Aaron Brown. Got the baby face killer in the building, man. So you just got a haircut or something, Doc? Your setup is kind of crisp, though. I can't even lie, Doc. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Yeah, we're just talking about um, this whole Toby Amazon situation. I'm sorry, I, I'm having trouble sitting around and watching the sport being dragged through this whole mistest shit. The people catching people with all these mistests have to meet a quota in order to get the funding necessary to remain relevant. Are y'all telling me the athletes can't use some of that money? <laughs> y'all telling me the sport can't use some of that money I think that they could and it's a lot of money I'm sure that every time they come through with the quota the the the, the numbers they get go up and that what the, what the athletes are getting continues to go down and if you want to take it even further a lot of times people end up taking shit because they're broke so yeah. what what are we really trying to solve here they're going to come after me man Remember, <laughs> there's got to be a happy man. medium right like Remember, I love y'all man we know one athlete before, like me and you went back and forth over this. We don't, we don't have to say who it was, but we're on opposite sides. I'm kind of coming around. I'm not going to lie. Right. We assume that the anti-doping people are in place to catch people who are doping, right? But when you have people who have two mistests and are doing things like sending extra people just to get them, just so they can get a third test, so they can put it out and be like, oh, we caught such and such. Then it's not even about keeping the sport clean. It's about looking like you guys are needed and you're necessary. And in order to do that, like, let's say we have a clean sport 
Then it's like, all right, well, why do we need you guys? And then their funding goes away, but they can't have that. So they need to like catch people on the whereabouts. Like most of the stuff coming out now is not even doping. It's whereabouts stuff. And then it's like, okay, are they actually here to do what they're saying they're supposed to do? Clean sport? Or are they their own entity that's just trying to survive now and stay relevant by, by putting out these whereabout failures? I don't know if you heard what I was saying earlier about the Nigerian guy I came across earlier today. But when this shit comes out, it's, he's going to be broken, yo. A lot of people in that country are going to be broken. And I was going through a lot of the comments on some of the posts. And the first reaction is, I knew she was on some shit. 12, one? I knew it. I knew it. As soon as it goes on a, a piece of paper, or as soon as it goes to some sort of uh, media, that shit floods mm -hmm. for one. And for two, people make the assumption right away, oh, okay, yeah, I knew she was on some shit. Right. But they Just were saying that, that anyways. Our audience is not educated. Our, our audience is not educated on how the system is set up in any form, not even just the anti-doping agency form, but just how track and field the system set up, prize money, everything. The audience, yeah. the fans are nuts. They don't, un, they're not previewed to understanding how the system set up. So all they read is headlines. So mm -hmm. you can't get mad at people who read headlines and then they have to assume that they're on something or they're getting paid millions of dollars because it's so much fogginess that goes on in our sport and no one's there to clean it up so then you have third parties like the doping system who just come in and say okay well we can't catch you this way so we're going to catch you this way so we can survive as a system mm -hmm. that's what's happening it would raise the question like what is the purpose of the media in the sport and what the media finds interesting in the sport or just trying to spread about the sport which is nothing because we have no information <laughs> <laughs> what are we spreading? Today, the Athletic Integrity Unit, AIU, has charged me with an alleged rule violation for having three missed tests in 12 months. I intend to fight this charge and will have my case decided by a tribunal of three arbitrators before the start of next month's world championships. I am a clean athlete, all caps, and I am regularly, maybe more than the usual, tested by the AIU. That's the problem I have with it. I'll stop halfway for a second. The problem is if everyone's getting tested the same amount, there's somewhat of a dispute here, but the better athletes are getting tested way more than everybody else. You know? So once you're good, they're testing you like crazy. And it's like the athletes that ain't getting tested that much are the ones being like, oh, well, you got to be professional. You should be taking all your, your piss tests. And stuff. <laughs> but it's not that easy to be, it's not that easy to be having people come to your house like every fucking day to, to take piss. And it is kind of a degrading process. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I kind of see what you're saying. <sighs> like, it's easy to... to okay. They only have a, a finite amount of resources, right? So you would want the resources to be spent most efficiently. And I think... Like, I don't know what the fix is for that. Because what's the point of testing everybody equally? Like, why are you going to test the guy who's out in the prelims versus the gold medalist? Like... You want to make sure that the people who are actually winning the medals are the ones with integrity because that's the ones that are in the public eye that everybody cares and pays attention to. So right. you're going to have to kind of test them more because that's what you're more so trying to make sure they're clean. If the dude running 10-7 and getting out in the first round is doping, does anybody care? So here's a question. Is it about whether we care or is it about everyone following the rules? That's a good point. It's probably both. Last two questions. Uh, hey, LeBron, Anson Henry, CBC Sports. Did you know 
that in track and field, the best athletes, the most popular athletes, the athletes that make the most money get drug tested the most? How do I know that? I mean, I don't know how you would know that, but I was just wondering if you thought something like that could work in the NBA. No. You don't think that would be a good idea? I said no already. I don't know the question that you're trying to ask. Well, <laughs> what I'm trying to ask is if you'd be okay with doing that because in the NBA, that'd be you. Not sure? What do you mean I'm not sure? If you're not sure if you'd want to do that. Oh, for real? Thank LeBron. You. LeBron. That's what we're doing? This? This is what we're doing? Yeah? Jordan's the GOAT. Kiss my ass. So then it poses another question. In the scenario with the 10 7 dude and um, someone who's running fast, who's more than likely to take some? <laughs> the more than likely person who's not running fast is going to try and take some. So they're more than likely the ones that are going to break the rules. And then for some reason, well, we don't really care about them because they're not running fast. So we don't care if they break the rules or not. Everyone should be going with but the same true, rules. Though. It's like a catching a rotation player in, in basketball who's not even getting in, you know, versus catching Anthony Davis. Well, it's okay, all, it's okay, all about so, the headlines. That's what it is. It's all about yeah, the headlines. Like you said, right. if, it was a, it was a, if it was about an equal playing field with everyone being tested equally, then you'd be wasting resources, like Aaron's saying. So you focus on the people who are going to make the headlines, the ones who are going to win the medals, the ones who are going to break the records. Because when you catch the big fish, then that's what makes the stories, and they look like the heroes. Right. Like the, the, the powers that be. Do you think they actually care about everybody being clean or just the ambassadors of the sport and making sure that, you know, when they go to advertisers and they say, hey, do you want to invest in our sport that we look good? Because we could say our medalists are clean and the people that you actually know are clean. So invest in us. Mm. But in turn, like, wouldn't you want to make sure that those people weren't all over the news for some interaction? Like, wouldn't you want the well, bigger yeah, names to want, be protected? You want your sport to protect your athletes because the sport itself wants the sport to stay on that pedestal. Like right. I said, it's a third party that's coming into our sport, running our sport in that way. They don't care about the integrity of the sport and where it looks like in the aftermath. They want to catch who they want to catch. But when you look at baseball, when you look at football, when you look at basketball, when you look at soccer, the mm -hmm. sport itself protects the sport. So they handle things in-house, right. you know what I mean? That doesn't happen in our sport in track and field. It's not handled in-house. The way usually athletes even find out they even test positive is because it's, 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 on the, it's on the news, it's on the websites. They blast it out before they even officially tell you. You know what sucks dude? A lot of the athletes that aren't doing well are more than likely to be happy when someone that's good gets caught. Because then they kind of, them, but, them running slow doesn't look as bad. You look at the nature of the sport, it's a dog eat dog sport. So, dog eat dog. I mean, that's just, that's just the reality of it. Dog eat dog. It just opens up opportunity for other people. All right, there's no unity in the sport, so nobody's going to cry over the next person unless you no. like, know them personally. Exactly. You're going to be like, yeah, get them out of here. Like, I'm sure there's people in the women's hurdles who are like, yes, you know, like she was just starting to click. <laughs> Like she just ran back to back twelve threes. Like she looks good. So now they're like, <laughs> it's oh, a cold, cold world. Our Fuck sport that. is survival, bro. So, are you gonna be like, 
oh, I got to back my my sports, my my compatriots or whatever. Or you're going to be like, oh, I, I might actually be able to eat this summer because I'm going to get a chance to make the final or make a get a medal or whatever, you know? At a sport where everybody was making like a decent wage and we're actually professional and operated a simple way, then we might actually have some unity because we're fed enough that we can look out for each other and we don't have to burn the next man just to eat. But we're all against each other right now because it's like, yo, I need to survive. I, I got to think about my plate. When, you're, when your belly's Big empty... Money. It's hard to think about unity and stuff like that and players unions and stuff like that. That's why I can't really fully judge people and the athletes for not coming together because it's like, it's easy for me to say that or someone above me because, you know, we're in a good spot. We're, we're taken care of. But the guy who's like struggling, who needs to live off prize money, which is not a lot, you know, just scraping by whatever he can. He's trying to get as, as many lanes as he can because he's just trying to put pennies together, put lights on and food on the table. It is survival. I'm glad you've come around, Aaron, to how I view the situation in this. Uh, there's fully, a lot of I'm trying to liberate along. you, bro. We've been trying to liberate him.